All right, we're back at it again. RTD Live Talk. Excited to be back again with another special guest and a returning guest. I'm very privileged and honored to be able to be blessed by his presence. He's a wealth of knowledge, so definitely looking forward to introducing you to my next guest. And so before we get into that, I want to take a minute, give it a second uh, for more people to be notified. Hopefully YouTube notifies a couple more people because uh, having a live guest on is for you to call in or to let us know in the chat uh, any questions or whatnot you might want to ask directly. So uh, we got Edward Diaz says, that's what's up. Let's rethink the dollar today. We got Jarvis. We got funny colors, low blood pressure. We got rookie. So we got a few people in here. So let's go right to the main screen here. So once again, Mr. Rob Kirby, thank you for joining me here on Rethinking a Dollar. Uh, let's let's rethink it. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So with that being the case, everybody, appreciate having Mr. Rob Kirby. So I want to start off uh, with basically getting your thoughts on what's going on now, what has you the most concerned, as well as what are your projections in the next, well, I think it's three weeks, two and a half weeks before a new decade starts of uncertainty. So what are you thinking about? What are you keeping an eye on uh, with these remaining three weeks of 2019? Um, my big concern is monetary debasement, how much of it has occurred and how much it's gaining traction in the rest of the world and how quickly the rejection of the dollar or as in, in your parlance, the rethinking of the dollar, mm -hmm. how quickly the rethinking accelerates. And because I think that's going to be the big thing, uh, the big topic in the, in the coming decade. So, mm -hmm. so rethinking we're headed for some rough waters. Yeah. So rethinking the dollar is going to be the primary topic. And so I assume, are you anticipating some type of announcement or just a continuation of all the developments we got, all the payment, alternative payment systems. We have the BRICS, One Belt, One Road initiative. And so do you see a ramp up of that? Or will there come a day where there's an announcement made that says we will no longer accept dollars, yada, 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 or whatever? What are your thoughts on that? Well, if, if there is a, if there's an official announcement uh, that, the, that the dollar is no longer welcome as the world's reserve currency, I don't believe it's ever going to be one country that makes the announcement because they will fear the U.S. military because it's the U.S. military that's kept the dollar uh, in its position, you know, as long as it has been. But what I could see happening is a group of countries banding together, and it could be a group, you know, as wide and diverse as China, Russia, India, Germany, uh, Japan, making a joint communique that that they understand and they and they realize just the extent of the of the undermining of the dollar that the keepers of the world's reserve currency have committed. And, and they make a joint communique to the rest of the world that this can no longer be tolerated. So at some point, yeah, I can see it happening where, where, the, where the keepers of the dollar are called out for what they've done and, and the atrocities that they've committed. Interesting. So where will that leave the current uh, paradigm here in the U.S. of like we're ex we've, been, we've been told that we're better than the rest, we're exceptional, all that good stuff like that. Where will that leave us at? Uh, would very likely would leave America in a position where they would undergo a hyperinflation, very possibly a civil war. 
and very possibly the breakup of the country. So, and that's dark thinking. So, uh, but this is what I think America is going to have to confront in the very near future. Yeah, understandable. And so as always, I'm excited to have Mr. Rob Kirby. And so as more people tune in, I want to definitely make sure I keep the airways open and questions coming. And so if there anyone has any thoughts or questions or concerns you want to you know, ask directly to Mr. Kirby, feel free to let me know in the chat or give us a call. Because if not, you know how I'll do it. I'll continue to rant and I got a gang of questions. And so it looks like there might be a little bit of a lag because I'm uploading another video. But we're going to make it work as best we can. And so I have a question here from Mr. Low Blood Pressure. It says, Mr. Kirby, the BRICS already rejected the dollar with SWIFT alternatives. And so what are your thoughts about we got chips and uh, the Russia has the, the rips and then the Europe came up with something for Iran. I forgot the name of it offhand, but there's already all these payment systems. So could there already have been an official rejection of the dollar when it comes to just international trade? I believe it's already occurred. It's just that there's been no public announcement. Mm, so it's already occurred. So therefore, there's there's a there's a lot of reserves sitting around in governments, bots, or or on ledgers, uh, saying that they have X amount of reserves uh, of Federal Reserve notes that eventually will have to begin put being put somewhere or being put to use. Or the goal is not to be the last one holding the bag, as you referenced earlier. And so. It's, going, it's, it's about time to spend those reserves, correct? If you're not going to be need, if you're not need them, if you don't no longer need them for trade amongst other nations, now it's time to get ready to spend them, huh? Yeah. Well, what I, what I can see happening, Mike, there will be at some point there's going to be a huge rush into not, not that there hasn't been already, but there's going to be an even bigger rush into physical metal, mm -hmm. and we're very likely going to going to find out that there are delivery issues or delivery problems. Where where sales of physical metal aren't being honored, mm -hmm. and so so I look for the delivery process to be gummed up. Uh, we could possibly see exchanges like Comex uh, effectively close and settle all of their existing or outstanding uh, accounts in fiat money, mm -hmm. and we might very well see a major 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 rush into cryptocurrencies again. Mm -hmm. That would probably make the, the, you know, in 2017, December 2017, we saw a bit, the Bitcoin price run up to 20,000 bucks before it collapsed. Mm -hmm. I, I can see another run like that occurring in cryptos, but bigger than what we saw before, much bigger. Mm. And this is a part of the exit out of the Federal Reserve notes or national currencies in general. So if COMEX and all those price-setting me price mechanisms implode or resolve or whatever come to an end, what will be the future benchmark for price? Will China be leading the way with that Chinese back yuan, oil, gold futures, or whatever? Well, it, it may or may not be China. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could it could also easily be you know think about who the who the big holders of uh, U.S. dollars are in the world. I mean, China is the biggest. Uh, I guess second is Japan, and uh, you know I guess uh, you know and then the third biggest holder of dollars actually according to the tick data. Is Ireland? So maybe Ireland will tip. Maybe Ireland will tip it over. Who knows? You know, it, it could be anyone. Yeah. And it could be. It, you see, it could be a complete black swan. It could be a small country from the middle of nowhere. It could be Germany. I mean, the German Bundesbank for the first time in over fifty years bought gold a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Germans know what's coming. They've experienced the collapse in currency before. 
So it wouldn't shock me if they'd be at the forefront of getting prepared for the collapse of this one. Mm, Interesting. So I I entitled this particular uh, live stream here, Let's Talk About Dark Money, Accommodative Policies, and What to Expect in 2020. And so dark money. And so you're you're infamous for being known of, of, of sharing your insights on that 21 missing trillion and the possibilities of where it's at and what it's doing right now. And so if there is 21 trillion plus out there that we don't know about and on top of what's going on with the repo market and the official QE is not a QE, whatever. Um, what, what's the chance that if things unravel from outside, meaning there's some type of announcement by China, Russia, whoever, or, or a group of nations say no more dollars, that 21 trillion plus out there will then be worthless as well. So would there be well, a ramp up or need to begin well, spinning those things or what would that look like? Let's just say this. Um, I'll tell you, Mike, I, I, I happened to listen to Coast to Coast AM live last night. Mm-hmm. And the first half guest on George Norrie's uh, nightly show was Craig Hewlett. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know George Nor- Norrie had interviewed Catherine Austin Fitz last week. Uh, um, uh, for a segment, and uh, George Norrie brought up the missing $21 trillion to Craig Hewlett and asked him if he had heard of it, and Craig, Craig Hewlett actually said live on the Coast to Coast show, he said, yeah, I've heard of that, and it's it's actually not $21 trillion that's missing. He said, I've done my own poking around and, and investigation into this. He said, the number I'm getting is $43 trillion. So, so let's just say the amount of unrecognized or unacknowledged dollars, uh, dark money, you know, this is money that's been literally conjured out of thin air. I would even argue this is money that's been created without, without the issuance of bonds. Mm. This is just digital money that was literally keystroked into existence mm-hmm. and hidden from public view. And, but but it's used it's used to control everything. It's used to control the stock market. It's used to control currencies. It's used to control bond auctions. It's used to suppress metal, and it's and it's used to finance military adventurism anywhere in the world. So you know, think about all these activities. You know, think about think about like even just. Just let your mind run free if you can. Mm-hmm. And think about how much money it costs. You know, the gold market has a capitalization of $6 trillion. Mm-hmm. To keep a $6 trillion animal locked in a cage and keep its price suppressed when the physical demand for the stuff in the cage is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Think about how much money you have to waste and spend to, uh, to keep that so think about how much better those resources could be could be put to work solving homeless issues uh people who don't have food world hunger i mean you know it's it's absolutely amazing when you think about it and if you let your mind run free for a little bit just how much money you know we're told that there's never enough money mike for things like uh, affordable housing or for Medicare, or what I mean, there's never any consideration when they want to move the fifth fleet from the Mediterranean into into the Persian Gulf. There's never any consideration when 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 people in the military industrial complex envision invading another country like Venezuela, whether they can afford it. There's never any consideration given for anything 
that the military-industrial complex wants. It's they just do it. Okay, cost be damned. But anything that benefits humanity, there's always a question about whether we can afford it. Yeah. That's uh, obviously a myth. It's just backward pri- priorities, but yet a deliberate plan. I believe, that, as you mentioned, this homeless situation. I'm assuming you follow what's happening here in the U.S. on the coastal areas, especially in California with Skid Row. Thousands of people land like on the on the sidewalks, and so we. It's an epidemic. It literally is, but it's not talked about in uh, D.C. at this moment because primary concerns happen to be impeaching the president. So. <laughs> share, with, share with us your thoughts as a Canadian looking down at us, this whole impeachment inquiry, and, and will it go through? Will it will, will they get some steam rolling heading into 2020? Could this be the catalyst that brings this thing down, or what are your thoughts? Well, it seems to me, Mike, the deep state is absolutely committed to getting rid of Trump. And I guess maybe one of my one of my, one of my really dark concerns is that if the impeachment process is not successful for the Democrats, what they might resort to to get rid of Trump, because I don't think they're going to give up. So you know whether 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 Trump whether Trump like I think there's this very strong chance Trump that, that I mean I say prayers for the man mm-hmm. because. Uh, and it's not, to be honest with you, it's not that I'm a huge Trump supporter. I just look at the tactics and the means that are being employed to, to oust him. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I can't, they're not, I'm not copacetic with what's going on. I don't like what I see. I mean, to, to see the Democrats, to see the Democrats attack Trump the way they have about any, any misgivings or, or ill, ill, uh, activity he had regarding the Ukraine when you've got people like Joe Biden bragging, bragging on TV that he had uh, an investigator fired and uh, uh, threatening to withhold money. Uh, this investigator was, was, was investigating his son's activity with an oil company in, in uh, Ukraine, and he bragged about it. And I mean... It's 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 absolutely unbelievable. And this, frankly, this little turd out in uh, and turd is a great great descriptive for a politician in uh, in California these days. This little turd, uh, Adam Schiff, to hear him rant about the, any ill doings that Trump has committed, like this man, this man's unthinkable. He he hangs out and spends time with a guy named Ed Buck. Like Google the name Ed Buck and what he is, you know, been accused of and what he's and I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's preposterous that this goes on. But that's the world we live in today. Whoo, interesting. So go to the chat a little bit. We got a couple thoughts over there. So uh, low blood pressure says, uh, how does hyperinflation start? When do people realize it or the banks? Well, you know, you know it's coming when you get capital controls, okay? You know it's coming when you go to the ATM and you've got a limit on how much you can take out. You know it's coming when you go to the bank and you ask for money at the teller and they and they tell you that there's a new rule where you can only take out X amount. You know, you're, you're limited as to your withdrawals. Uh, you, you'll know it's coming when, when there's flack in the international media uh, where, where countries are squabbling about 
them not being able to execute. And I mean, we're starting to see this occur. I mean, what do you think tariffs are on other countries? And you're going to have to excuse me no, for no a second problem, here. No problem. Take that. I got to get rid of this. Hello. There we go. Sorry about that. No problem. No problem. That's that's one of the benefits of being live. It, it's right on yep. time. So, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. And uh, uh, but I mean, you're, we, we will encounter uh, flack from countries uh, like where their where their bank accounts are frozen, mm-hmm. and we know that we know that America has been putting has been putting tariffs on countries that are in you know not in the good club whether it's uh, tariffs on, on Iran or whether it's coming tariffs on Turkey or whether it's tariffs on, uh, I know there have been tariffs put on Russia, there's tariffs on Venezuela. And I mean, you know, when you are the possessor of the world's reserve currency and you're telling countries that are holding mitts full of dollars around the world that, you know, you, you can't spend your money. You know, then it's like you have to ask yourself, if you're holding a mint full of dollars, you have to start to ask yourself the question, you know, is this really money? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I holding this? Yeah. You know, wouldn't I be better off with anything other than dollars? Wouldn't I be better off with crypto? Wouldn't I be better off with gold? Wouldn't I be better off with silver? Wouldn't I be better off with anything tangible mm-hmm. when I... Instead, I'm sitting here holding billions of dollars, and and America's telling me that I can't spend them, that I that I can't transact them, that I can't send them anywhere through the SWIFT system. I mean, I mean, how long do you think the rest of the world puts up with that? Good point, and I think that uh, they are no longer willing to do such. And so I've covered extensively here the amount of repatriation of gold. Seems like every week or two, I'm covering some country, Poland, and we got the, all the Scandinavian countries, and of course Germany was supposed to take a couple years to get their gold back. So, just the yeah, idea. Mike, go, go ahead. You make a great point, but I mean, I mean, look, Mike. You know, I say it again. Mm-hmm. Your namesake is rethinking the dollar, mm-hmm. and 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 the reason why a country like Poland is repatriating their currency is because they're afraid of the Anglo-American banking complex that they're going to confiscate their gold. That's why they want it back. They don't trust. They are expressing, overtly expressing, their distrust of the Anglo-American money system. So when people ask what will be the evidence that, you know, that, that the end of the dollar is soon, you know, the Polish people are, are giving you a big neon sign. They don't trust the Anglo-American banking system. They don't even trust them to safe keep their bullion. They want it back. Yeah. And so to that note here, there's a question that plays right along with that. Uh, and it is, uh, where is it at? It said, Mr. Kirby, what will happen if they make gold and silver illegal? What will happen in such a case? Well, I think the Chinese will laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough straight to the point now a lot of people and so based upon history a lot of people refer to the fact that executive orders whatever it was back in 1933 the confiscation of gold was something that was for that time period now we're a lot more advanced and there's more metals in people's hands even though there's not a lot 
So you so there's no chance that there will be any type of outright confiscation, but more than likely, would you anticipate a, a, an excessively large capital gains tax that would make it to where if you were to try to redeem your gold for notes or digital currency, whatever's coming, they're going to get a big chunk of that, perhaps, in well, the form of taxation? Yeah, look, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they try to impose those kind of, uh, uh, you know, diabolical, you know, obstructions and, and basically it's confiscation by another name. Mm -hmm. If you put a very, very onerous uh, uh, capital gains tax, but, you know, then again, to me, that will only drive gold into hiding. Mm -hmm. People won't declare how much they have and they'll keep their gold hidden. So if if you know like who 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 is going to walk around advertising that they have lots of ounces of gold or silver. nobody will do that today mike right uh to to, to i did a i posted a video about uh, about two or three hours ago about the situation in greece where the new prime minister is changing some tax reforms and so they're making they're encouraging their citizens to spend or they'll be taxed or fined or whatever up to they gotta spend up to thirty percent of their current income or savings because of of as they say dark the dark economy or the uh, tax evasion. So I'm, when you're saying no one's gonna report, I'm thinking about I can see two or three years from now stories coming out about dark a dark gold economy or a dark precious metals economy of hoarders out there that refuse to spend and all like they'll paint it as a very dark and dirty type of thing. So we got dark money. I can imagine dark gold one day. <laughs> well, you see, Mike, I look at it from the standpoint, uh, the direction I think that the global central banking community wants to take humanity in is digital currency. Mm -hmm. And because with digital currency, you, you, you maintain, a, 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 you maintain control or you, you have the ability to maintain control mm -hmm. and you can, you can just apply a digital tax you can if if people if all people are forced onto a digital platform, the, the keeper of the platform can just basically they can just take your money, mm -hmm. they can just shut you out and confiscate. And, and I mean, this is why I believe there is such a push by officialdom towards a probably a one-world digital currency. And I mean, we 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 had evidence of that. At the uh, at the central bankers meeting at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, back in the summer, I believe in August, when it was Mark Kearney, uh, the current uh, and soon to be retired uh, head of the Bank of England, former head of the Bank of Canada, and a former chairman of very very uh, powerful uh, 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 committees uh, for the Bank for International Settlements. Mm -hmm. And his proclamation at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, back in August, was that the world needs to prepare for a day when the dollar is not the world's reserve currency. And he was making the claim that the world is too dependent on the dollar. And what we require is a global digital currency, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, to reduce the world's reliance on the dollar. I mean... This guy is a major, major mover and shaker in the Bank for International Settlements. He's rumored to be possibly the next head of the IMF. He's a former Goldman Sachs banker, and he's crap-talking the dollar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
you know, this again, more evidence that the dollar is on its way out one way or another. You've got this, you've got, you've got key players in the central banking movement now bashing the dollar. No, you know, okay, we we'll go ahead. Oh, it's just, I mean, that's never occurred before. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've noticed, and so just uh, I think it was last week I did a video about France, and so it looks like France, the Central Bank of France, looking to get ahead of the curve by having rolling out their CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, by early 2020 or something like that. So it looks like when I saw France announcing they're coming out with their own digital currency, my thought was, what about the euro? So how will you still keep the euro as a, as your primary currency while offering your own? France central bank coin itself. So how do you think that's going to work out? Like, what, I mean, so I'm assuming the Fed has to be prepared well, for this as well. So well, yeah, well, Mike, the the euro the euro is a uh, is is just another fiat currency, mm -hmm. and I and I, and I, I I I it's not by accident, at least in my view, that you know we've just seen Lagarde take over as the ECB head. And she was formerly the head of the IMF. And if you know if you know anything about Christine Lagarde and and some of her public utterances as head of the IMF, she's very pro digital currency. She's very friendly to the notion of having digital currency. So you know the model the model that's being espoused by France might very well be the model that's adopted by the European Central Bank. And to me having a person like Christine Lagarde as the new ECB head, mm -hmm. as opposed to the, the rascal uh, uh, Mario Draghi, mm -hmm. we could, we could uh, very much, very, I could very much envision the ECB being uh, on, on a road to a digital currency in, in very short order. I think it could happen very quickly. Yeah, I was, uh, I was listening to uh, Christine Lagarde's uh, market little wrap-up today, and so one of the reporters asked her her thoughts on digital currencies or whatnot, and she sound very favorable of it. She referenced that, uh, she referenced Bitcoin as being something that has led the, that led, has led to the introduction of that concept to the public. And so she's concerned about the ECB getting behind the curve as well. So she was mentioned about looking into it. And so it sounds like definitely out of fear of missing out of this rally and just the excitement behind the digital age is, is currently underway. I can see the ECB definitely announcing something as well. And so the question will then be how will the other nations play play along with that? Because it's more centrally controlled wow. monetization and on top of all the other accommodative policies they have now. She said she kept calling it tools. Like she kept calling it a tool. So it's, it could be one of, of whatever else they're going to work on. So, Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you say how are other countries going to take it, uh, you know, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, he wrote a letter to Congress, I believe it was three weeks ago, saying that the Federal Reserve is doing is doing research and studying the the, the digital currency for America. So, you know, you you can go to the Federal Reserve website and you can you can actually research it yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, the the chairman of the Federal Reserve has written letter to Congress stating that the Fed is looking into the prospects of there being a digital currency for America. You see, to me, that's a, to me, that's a complete acknowledgement that he's aware that the dollar's days are numbered too. And he's starting to explore alternatives as well, because these people do not live in a vacuum.
they're very attuned to what's going on in the rest of the world. And, you know, their, their, their goal is to make sure whatever comes next, they're in control of it. Mm-hmm. And because it's the control that they want. Yeah. And it's the control that they demand. Now, in your personal opinion, what are your thoughts on the fact that perhaps this push towards cryptocurrency and blockchain using that verbiage because central banks currency is already primarily digital anyway and so i i like to say that it's more so they're rebranding the concept of digital currency and using it because they're talking about that because they're going to be removing cash in this next couple of years because that's going to be a problem as we enter a deflationary environment at the time they're trying to fight deflation and they want inflation but they can't seem to find it depending on where they where they look at that Okay, well, Mike, I'm going to answer that, that, that sort of line of thinking mm-hmm. this way. Okay. Uh, the central banking community, what they, what they would prefer to have in, in the way of a digital currency, they would, like to, they would like to have something centralized that they control. Mm-hmm. See, Bitcoin is decentralized, mm-hmm. and no, no one entity has control over Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And you see... In my in my view, anyway, Mike, for any digital currency uh, to be to be successful, it's going to have to be decentralized, like Bitcoin or like Ethereum, decentralized uh, currency, and it's the blockchain. You see, if if the U.S. dollar was on a blockchain model, there 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 it would be impossible to create twenty one extra trillion. Out of thin air, or forty-three, because or whatever the number is, <laughs> yeah. Because because the blockchain protects the integrity. You see, block because blockchain is open ledger and be, it, it has it it has a trail. It has a it, you know you you can trace the genesis of of, of all of all Bitcoin mm-hmm. because it leaves it leaves an electronic trail. Mm-hmm. So you can't just create it out of thin air. And basically, basically, the, the rationale is the number of Bitcoin in existence is finite. Mm-hmm. You, you can't create Bitcoin out of thin air. I mean, and, and that might not be completely, 100% completely true, because we do have Bitcoin futures. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange has the Bitcoin futures contract mm-hmm. now. Uh, and it was, and strangely enough, or perhaps not, when the Chicago exchange started to trade, the first day of trading of their, their Bitcoin futures contract was in December of 2017, mm-hmm. the day that Bitcoin made its high mm-hmm. at $19,500, and it collapsed from there. Yeah, and it, it, I, okay. remember, I remember talking about that, and I think it was, it was two different entities that were rushing to get that started before the end of the year. And, of course, we had the price slam down from that point on. So is Bitcoin futures going to be, can it be used the same way the futures contract and futures model has been used for other commodities like gold and silver as a mechanism to slam the price down and keep it from actually reaching? I do not. Mm-hmm. To begin with, uh, Mike, uh, Bitcoin is not the only, it's not the only cryptocurrency in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other cryptocurrencies. Uh, and, and I would say this. Five years from today, cryptocurrencies will be a much bigger part of everyone listening to us today 
cryptos will be a much bigger part of our lives five years from now. Mm -hmm. whether, whether Bitcoin remains the dominant cryptocurrency, I, I wouldn't want to necessarily bet a whole lot of money on that. Mm -hmm. I think there are other cryptocurrencies in the pipeline coming uh, that might displace some of the some of the better known names that we 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 know of today, uh, but I do believe that crypto is going to be is going to be a big thing going forward. Be, and and I, and I only say this because I'm I'm quite aware of the extent to which every central bank around the world is investing in it and and exploring it and dedicating resources to it. Every major industrial concern around the world either has a crypto department. I mean, you know, I've, I've said this before in, in uh, you know, in interviews, um, at least once before. But I mean, like when I went to university, Mike, we had an economics department. We had a science department. We had a political science area. Uh, you know, and we had a computer science area. Well, now in universities, they have crypto areas. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so every, every facet of life from central banking to industrial concerns to academia are investing heavily in crypto. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that crypto is going to be a very, very significant thing going forward. And, you know, the tough thing I, for me anyway, the really tough thing is to invest in crypto, you really have to have your wits about yourself and you really have to possess a lot of knowledge mm -hmm. about who's running it and what, and, and, and what, what they're going to do with it. Because you see, I don't feel qualified to pick the winners. Yeah. Like in the monetary realm in the, in the, in the, in the legacy monetary realm, I can I can pick gold and silver because they have a thousands of year long track record of never going to zero where fiat money regimes all go to zero. But in the crypto world, I, I really can't tell you who the winner is going to be. And I wouldn't necessarily bet a lot of money that it's going to be Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be Bitcoin. It might be Ethereum. But I think there I think there are better alternatives possibly to both of those that are either in development or will soon be on, on, on the scene, uh, you know, th that are, that are superior. Mm -hmm. So we shall see, right. but there will be a crypto something that will be a major mainstay in the financial universe in five years, much bigger than it is today. Right. And so just share my thoughts on that. I believe that this window of time, the Economist magazine that referenced uh, in 1987 about the world reserve currency being some type of coin around a phoenix's neck. I think that was the permission for central banks to begin looking further into what was going to be the next transition of technology. We went from gold to gold back currencies to just paper, then to now with digits. Now we're going solely digital when they remove cash. Therefore, I think this window of time next decade will be the introduction of getting people excited and adjusted to the concept of Bitcoin, like all those coins. But then that's also leading us directly towards that one world currency you referred to earlier. That's the end of all of this. And so it, there's going to be some winners and losers in the, in the middle. But in the end, we're going to lose because there will be one type of currency, one government, one whatever. 
And I believe that more so from a biblical standpoint. But I'm of the mindset this is to get us all excited, heading in that final direction to that one world status that uh, I believe that is the ultimate plan. And so I'm, you got to cut the on and share something on that. Well, I, I agree with you. That's that's where we're going to end if the globalists are successful. Uh, there's been a resurgence of nationalism. I mean, you know, if you, if if we remember uh, the the platform that uh, Trump ran on, uh, uh, nationalism, not globalism, will be our credo. And we, you know, we've seen. Uh, We've seen a, a resurgence of nationalist tendencies and a rejection of globalism. I mean, what's going on in in Britain with with the Brexit movement? That's a rejection of globalism. You know, the, the yellow vest movement in France is really all about a rejection of globalism. I would even argue that what's going on in in uh, in Hong Kong is typified, or you know. It's basically an expression of a rejection of globalism. What's going on in Chile, what's going on in Ecuador, what's going on in Venezuela, what's going on in so many countries in Latin America and South America, to me, they're expressions of a rejection of globalism. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, the globalists may win. They may get their, they may get their one world digital currency. And maybe they'll chip us all too. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna gonna take a chip uh, willingly. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect I'll probably be dead before I take a chip. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's not to say that somebody won't try, because these people are diabolical. You know, think about it this way, Mike. Anybody who would steal 21 or 43 trillion dollars is not a nice person. <laughs> Very true. And if you think. And if you think anybody who stole 21 or 43 trillion or whatever the number is, mm -hmm. if you think they're ever going to put their hand up and say, okay, you got me, <laughs> I, I, I admit it all. Right. No, it's like, just like nobody, nobody's ever going to admit that they're, you know, they committed 50 axe murders. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in it, they're in it to win it. They're in it, they're in it till the end. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're never going to, they're never going to resign. So it, for them, it's a fight to the death. Yeah. Now, as we draw towards the end of our discussion, once again, Rob Kirby, for those that might be tuning in. And so if you guys, we've yet to get a call. So I would like somebody to call in and ask a question directly. That's how I like to treat my guests, by giving them at least one phone call. So anybody out there want to call in, feel free to do so. We'll get you on. And so as we draw towards the end, I'm curious to get your thoughts on a personal note, because I, I like to, to speak with people who've had a couple days ahead of me in this journey called life. And so you're witnessing the transition out of the industrial into the technological into the automated side of things. So between artificial intelligence, quantum computing, all that high tech stuff, the, that's where we're heading into. And so what type of advice or what type of information would you share with people on how to take advantage of or prepare for or brace for brace for the impact in a negative or positive sense? What are your thoughts on quantum computing AI and all the disruption is coming when it comes to labor, war, employment, all that stuff. Well, I, I know people who who have done a lot of research and studying into uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and I know that uh, one of the key one of the key pieces of thought 
in the globalist platform is that many of them believe they're going to merge with Silicon. And, you know, to me, frankly, that's a dog that doesn't hunt. Anybody who thinks that they're going anybody who thinks they're going to gain immortality, to me, that's contra God's plan. And I believe in God. So I don't think humanity is going to merge with Silicon at all. You know, human beings will live and die a hundred years from now, like they live and die today. And anybody who thinks, you know, anybody who thinks they're going to merge with a machine and they're going to, they're going to gain immortality. I'm sorry. I just think they're whistling Dixie. I really do. So I don't buy into it. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but that's, that's my thinking. Um, Anyway, I'm Christian, and I, I frankly, I don't believe I don't, that that's inconsistent with being uh, being being Christian to think that human beings can merge with machines. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not talking about people. You know, people can have a pacemaker, people can have an artificial limb, but if you if you think you're going to become immortality because you've uh, you're immortal because you downloaded something to a to a silicon chip dream on yeah so speaking of that like that we got the elon musk neural network where he's looking to basically incorporate science and human and in human and human consciousness into a machine and all that stuff like that so they're trying their best to do that and i believe they will be successful as a part of the whole antichrist movement or whatever that usherance of that one world currency and that leader and world governance well they might succeed in that in that regard. I think that's part of the deception aspect of those that are not in Christ. They'll be deceived, and those that are that are it that those that are in Christ will be able to discern uh, the times when that is apparent. So, Rob Kirby, once again, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, definitely, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. And so, for those that might be tuning in from the Rethinking a Dollar audience that may not know where to get where to find out where you're at and how to stay in tune with you, point it back in your direction. Then we're gonna log off. You can catch me on the web at kirbyanalytics.com. Straightforward, Mr. Rob Kirby. Thank you again. And for those that are tuning in, if you've enjoyed this back and forth, don't be afraid to share this video or extract out whatever it is you want to share with the family and friends. But get this information out because it's one of the things where you have two gentlemen not reading our teleprompters. And that's rare these days to get real, real talk of this nature. So that being the case, be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. And I'll leave you with this little note here. Hey there, sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link, then consider donating as little as $5 a month toward the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way, and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream.